What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Defonce Talks Metal. I have Jared, the vocalist of the Tech Death Band, Tech Death Metal Band, Archaic. I'm sure you guys all know him. Uh, how you doing today, Jared? How you been? Doing good, man. Yeah. Been, been good. Been hanging in there. Um, That's good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I'm stoked you're down to do this. Definitely got a good amount of requests for you um, that wanted to wanted to have you on here and i always had you in the back of my head anyway it was just a matter of like when can i get you <laughs> yeah i try not to like schedule out too far in advance you know i try usually i'll hit people up like two three weeks in advance not like like i'm booking a tour like three four months in advance I have to turn those off, Marcus, but thank you. <laughs> you fucking ass. You didn't hear that, did you? I didn't. No. no. Oh, my God. I have these, like, sound alerts, which I believe were supposed to be turned off during these. But people can give me pay bits, which is like tipping somebody. And this one played the John Cena intro, and it just scared <laughs> the living fuck out of me. Please don't do that again. <laughs> so I, don't, I thought I had those fucking turned off. <laughs> for this <laughs> which i'm gonna do right now because jesus christ that was loud holy shit kind of looked painful you're like oh. uh, yeah sound alerts are paused <laughs> jesus fucking christ anyway sound alerts paused. yeah there's like a few different ones you can do and god that scared the fuck out of me <sighs> anyway so with the whole, you know, downtime that we've had this year, what have you been up to? And what has, like, the band been up to this entire time? Yeah, well, um, the band, we had pretty much set some, like, deadlines and some goals to hit in 2020. Yeah. One of them was the European tour that we had booked with, um, with Vervum. Yeah. Beast. So our, we've, we haven't been to Europe yet. This was going to be our first time going to Europe. And we've had some like close calls. Like we almost went a few times. Oh, okay. Like the last, you know, few years. Yeah. But uh, this was all booked and, and uh, Nick from Vervum booked it. And we had like a driver and all that. Um, and then we had planned on recording I think it was right before we were gonna leave either that or right after mm -hmm. and then everything kind of got shut down um you know tours got rescheduled uh and and then the booking date like the dates that we had in the studio were pushed back uh, or like basically put on hold put on hold right yeah so so we kind of just like we worked on just finalizing the music side of things and the pre-production and the demos and getting the album together like how we want it yeah and then um and then everybody kind of just like i just took like a big break and like didn't do a whole lot of music related stuff yeah i'm um, sure you needed a little break yeah and it was just like <laughs> the, just the feeling i feel like the the wind got knocked out of out of everybody's like plans and and sales and stuff so yeah uh, we yeah i feel that yeah i'm sure you you've probably had tons of stuff 
game yeah. that you were working on <laughs> and then stuff that you, I, you had to rebook, rebook Devastation just, on the Nation, right? Yeah, I had to rebook that and then that up getting canceled again. <laughs> you would have thought a year from uh, the pandemic or a year, of, you know, reschedule would be fine, but now I'm rescheduling to 2022. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It is, man. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just spent time with my girlfriend and took yeah. the dog on a lot of walks. Yeah, and, a lot. <laughs> uh, started working with, a, uh, I got a job with a company that does, like, marketing and coaching for musicians. So yeah. That's been, that's been a good, like, occupier of my, my productivity and my time and stuff. Yeah. It's been really, like, pretty fulfilling. Rad. Yeah, I remember yeah, you so. telling me about that. We'll definitely get into that. I want to know more, and I'm sure some people will want to know some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Basically, that's that's what I've been up to. Yeah, not a, not a whole lot. Um, we did record uh, drums um, in November for the album. Oh up yeah, in that's Seattle. right. Yeah, all right. Telling so that's the we foundation. Yeah, so laid that out, and um, so now we're just kind of piling on tracks, and then we're gonna get it mixed and mastered, put it out this year. Oh, good. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Who did you go record with? I forget who you said. Um, who did drums? Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Shoot, spacing. I'm spacing on his name. We had just like met him through a friend of a friend. Yeah. I feel like and I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Let, let me let me get his name real quick. Cause shout out to him. He did a, like a really amazing job. Like he was. We've recorded with Zach Oren a lot, and yeah, Zach's, I remember. Yeah, Zach's like a machine to record with. Oh yeah, he and, is. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Smith. That's Aaron Smith. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like he's yeah, he oh, uh, has worked with Jared Dines before. He like knows him and does some stuff for him. Oh, okay, no shit. And he's in a band called like seven horns seven eyes or something like that oh wait i feel like i know you're talking about seven seven eyes seven horns or some shit yeah, yeah i remember that band are they still active i don't know i forgot not really it's not really right. like his yeah it's like his project he kind of like still kind of for fun writes and stuff but he mostly yeah. does like production and um we uh we rented out the studio that this guy built uh, this older guy who used to work for like Boeing or something like that, and he's like retired, and uh, he just built like the craziest, like perfect studio in his backyard in this big, like kind of house. It looks like a barn, but kind of more like a house. Yeah, but it's yeah. just it's just a studio, and uh, and he's just got like a really nice setup. So we rented that, and Aaron yeah. like tracked drums for Nathan. Mm -hmm. Nathan killed it. It's gonna be a really like drummy album oh yeah of, he went yeah. off on it <laughs> yeah yeah like there's 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 lots of parts that are like like bosses of like if it was a video game there's like these songs that are like really hard to beat and you like to get the first time yeah um Dang. but yeah like nathan nathan um really put a lot of thought into like every little stroke of of the feet and hands yeah he's good at that He's really yeah. good at that. Yeah, he's literally one of the, one of the sickest fucking drummers. <laughs> he Love. is, man. That was a good addition to Archaic. He was. When did he join? How long ago was that? Wasn't too long ago. Right? It was 2000, 2017. He That's did, right. Uh, 
he did a couple tours with us. Yeah. And then, because we were, we went, we did some tours with a couple other drummers that were like, we're trying to find the right person. Yeah. Because Alex Bent, who's in Trivium now, mm -hmm. he was our drummer up until that point. Oh, oh, damn, he was. How'd I forget that? <laughs> yeah. He, he like, he toured a lot while we were also touring. Like, he was getting gigs and getting a lot of tours, and then we'd get stuff here and there. And yeah. uh, he did some of them with us, and then some we kind of had to get a fill-in. Yeah. And then he got asked to be in Trivium, and then we are like, well, you know, we should probably start looking. looking yeah. And yeah. testing some people out. That's wild, dude. So that was, when did he join Trivium? Was that 2017 or before? It was probably, I don't know, it was probably around 2016, 2017 when wow. he started jamming with them. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, you can't really turn down, a, I guess, a gig like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Like, I knew that he would, like, take the band to, like, a, like a higher level in a way. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great fucking drummer. Yeah, and, like... Like I'm, I'm glad that that he's their drummer because he like, I mean he's he's such a good drummer all around. Yeah, um, he can play like jazz and gospel and all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff. Um, but but I feel like he's anybody who has him in the band, the, the band's the foundation of the band's going to be really solid and creative. Oh yeah, definitely. I do agree. So. Going back in history for our with Archaic, how did the band first come together? Because you're the only original, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Right now, technically, it, it's the the band's like the brainchild of me and my best friend Chance, who used uh, to play guitar in Archaic. That's and he's wait. Is that Chance from uh, Continuum? That's Chase. Chase. That's Chase. Chase. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Chance. Um, okay. Yeah, like it, me and Chance met in middle school, and we both played guitar. And yep. He introduced me to a lot of music, a lot of like he introduced me to death metal. Um, oh wow! I was into like Hatebreed and Pantera and um, and even like punk and and some like that Warp Tour kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I met Chance, and he's like, "Oh, let me show you all this, you know, different like different. this music." Did. <laughs> yeah. You haven't heard before, and he had a he, his friend had an older brother that was in a black metal band and had a huge record collection. Yeah. They'd sneak in there and try to uh, burn music without the brother noticing because, like, they thought he would like get mad. Even <laughs> though now he probably like they were probably like didn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good old days. Yeah, right? it was like it, it was uh, it was me and Chance, and then the mixture of all that music that we got from his older brother's friend. Mm -hmm. And like we started listening to um, like Nile and Dying Fetus and stuff. Oh hell yeah! Started getting into then, that. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was just like hard to go back once you go that far. Oh yeah. Into it. Yeah, you can't go back then. <laughs> There's no turning back now. Yeah, and then we discovered like Decrepit Birth, you know, when they were first coming out, and Unique oh, Leader yeah. um, was start. With, it was like that wave of Unique Leader bands that was like Decrepit Birth, Severed Savior. Orgasm, mm -hmm. uh, um, even fucking deeds. deeds of flesh, yeah, odious mortem, yep, um, all the fucking. That whole lot of those, lot of those dudes like would jam and 
this room that I'm in right now. Like oh. This house was like the band house in Santa Cruz where what? Bill from Decrepit Birth would like sleep in this like hallway in the back with his dog and stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. So you're yeah. in that house right now. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been here for like the last two and a half years or three years or so. That's fucking um, wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like uh you know they uh Joel from that used to be in you know Joel Horner? Horner. Used to be in Decrepit yeah. Birth. I think so. It sounds like really familiar. Let me look him up. Did he use the... There's def if you don't know him, then you, you did, we definitely have like tons of mutual friends. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, wait. But he used to live here. Oh, we're fr oh wait, hold on. Yeah, we're friends on... Uh, he does um, Cali Death Podcast. Oh, yeah, he was in Decrepit. Son of Aurelius. I cannot pronounce that name. I remember that band, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked to Joel though, but we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> Shout out to Joel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So that this this house like has a, a ton of history um, from a, like animosity practice here with like brain drill, Fuck, all of them. Dude. Like at the same time too, because it's in an industrial area, so like they could get away with practicing at like two in the morning. Yeah. Um, sad to see it go. They're, they're remodeling it and they gave us like 60 days to move. And that's why I was telling you that we were moving. Yeah. Uh, shit. When did they give you that notice? Like a month ago or when you like two months ago? Oh, okay. Like, we got to be out by the end of the week. Um, oh shit. So, uh, but we got, I mean, we found a yeah. place like we're all, we, we got the keys to that place already. So, okay. That's right. Yeah. Made it work. That house has a lot. Of, so they're remodeling it. Yeah. Like they were supposed to like bulldoze and put a cvs um for a lot of years that was like what was coming and it just never yeah. never happened and then we just got a notice like um, a couple months ago that that they're gonna like remodel it and sell it uh, to somebody else or something like that damn so Got they call it the furniture dome the furniture dome it's, <laughs> yeah it's on top of a furniture store oh no shit yeah <laughs> so it's like it's like I don't know. I don't know where that's the dome part comes. It's not really domed. In yeah, shape. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's fucking funny. So damn, that place has been around for a minute. That's wild. Yeah. So like, that's kind of where it did our so archaic practice there too. No, or no, no. Yeah, I kind of like fast forwarded a, a lot, um, but basically, like we were influenced. Like we started in high school, and we, we were like not good yeah. at all yeah yeah it's and usually, we were usually trying, the case <laughs> yeah and we were, we were trying to just find people that that would be down to jam and um like who maybe played drums or bass because we yeah. need a chance to play guitar yep um or maybe we could find somebody who like looks like a singer like we don't care if you can sing or not because you just yell into the mic yeah <laughs> but just we just wanted to find somebody who like looks like the part yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, we started playing shows in high school in like backyards and stuff. And then okay. out of high school, we found some really legit uh, members, specifically like Craig Peters from uh, he's in Deeds of Flesh now, yep. destroying the Devoid. So he like we we met him at first. He like didn't join the band, like met him at a guitar center and he was just like shredding. And yeah. Then we're like, hey, dude, like nice suffocation hoodie. Like we're into it. We want to make death metal. Um, yeah. Like, do you need a band? <laughs> and uh, I and I remember, like, at first, it was a no. 
or make like kind of a maybe mm-hmm. and then um and then like he had hit us up again like later on i think and then um we started jamming and and he like kind of helped us get to that tech deck tech death oh. level that we were trying to achieve i gotcha okay well that's yeah that's rad yeah and then we uh then we like wanted to be on unique leader so we would um we like sent some demos to Eric and Obi from Inherit Disease. Kind of looped the the relationship there and helped us helped us get in with Eric and get a response. And we sent him some demos. And he's like, the drums could be tighter. Like the riffs are tight, but drums could be tighter. Sounds crushing though. That's and, rad. Uh, yeah, and we're like, okay, cool. So it's a possibility. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, let's just go tighten this up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. We, went, we kicked out our drummer and then cut into. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude you're out <laughs> yeah not gonna happen like it's just yes it, like that's i mean the drummer was like kind of he wasn't very committed so it wasn't like uh, a, okay. a big thing it wasn't like a hard kick out but like we definitely needed to you find needed somebody like, a, yeah somebody who could handle the double bass aspect and the blasting and like be on time just and better yeah overall right yeah um, but then we found we found Craig's friend who he used to be in a band with, and mm-hmm. then um, we did a demo, and then sent it to Eric, and then that's the then he signed us on that one. Oh wow! And what what year was that? You guys get signed? Uh, officially two thousand nine. Wow. Yeah, and you're on unique up until uh, when did you sign to Artist and Error? Two thousand eighteen. Was it? Or- wow, time. Was it 18 or 19? Nine, I think, no, it was 19. That was 19. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Damn, that's crazy. Which we're stoked about. Yeah, no, dude, Arson's great. You know, even remember when you brought it up to me, I was like, you know, the band does need like a, a change. You know, I feel like um, not all bands will need that. Like, you know, like a label change. Like some bands could just stick with the label. It just works and it's just fine some bands there's bands out there i feel like okay they need something else they need to go to something else and it happens you know a good amount um but i feel like artist and era was like honestly the best pick because there's such uh, a strong up-and-coming uh, death metal label and especially in the world of uh, the music that you guys play you know tech death um they are it and they're, you know, even expanding outside of that, but, you know, still keeping it metal. But, I mean, dude, you got Malcolm and Mike from Inferi, um, who fucking crush it. They know what they're doing, you know, especially more so now than, you know, it's been, you know, the label's been around for a few years, but <clears throat> they have it, like, down right now, you know. They know exactly what they're doing, and they know how to do it. And um, I feel like the label is, like, continuing to grow and get more fans of the label and the bands, and it helps out. So I feel like it was a good refresher for our cake, you know? Even yeah. Even, like, getting, like, this new logo, which was f- fucking sick, honestly. <laughs> I still I still love looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. Yeah, I felt like, I felt like that, that it's kind of a new chapter. Like I kind of was, I kind of, I was, I talked to you about it, like a, you know, yeah. going, maybe going independent, maybe, you know, should we go back yeah. to Unique Leader? You worked for Unique Leader at the time. So I was kind of like, 
I didn't know how invested <laughs> you were. You're also a booking agent for like another yeah. company. So yeah, I tried to um, keep them separate. I was like, well, I'm there. I remember talking. I was like, dude, I'm there. You know, let's just you know keep it. Let's do another record. But then I still understood where you were coming. Like I at the at the end of the day, I'm like, I I get it. Like sometimes, like sometimes bands do want to try out the independent thing, and I think it's doable as long as the band has the money to invest in it. You know, to pull it off. Um, but uh yeah and i the think bandwidth like that as the, well just the it's a lot of work to like put together the product to do the distributing the fulfillment oh yeah all that kind of stuff and also market it get market it out there it. you know yeah. get press for it get interviews reviews premieres whatever it may be so it, it is a lot of work but i i think um I think I, I really feel like you guys made the right move with Artisan, though. It's a great label. Yeah, it's like, me too. You know. But, I mean, do I, you know, how many records did you guys do with Unique Leader? Four? Four. Four, right? Mm hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. How many times did you meet Eric? Did you, did you meet him? Was there a Dude, I never met him in person. No. See, that's the same with me. I never met Eric in person. I was literally about to, then everything and his health decline and all that went down, and which really fucking sucks. Um, but yeah, I never got to see Deeds of Flesh live. Did you I ever? Just, you did, yeah, but that yeah. was like before you guys signed, right? That yeah. was before. Yeah. Yeah, saw him. You know, I saw him on a bloodletting tour. Oh shit! It was decrepit birth and severed and one other band and. Uh, I think it was odious and then deeds was headlining yeah dude deeds was i mean their new record fucking rips but man back in the day that band was just like it that was the band <laughs> for reals yeah like they just... were the band <laughs> everyone and wanted so, to be deeds <laughs> yeah and and so raw and powerful and like oh, natural man. recordings and like mike hamilton like oh yeah he's incredible dude and he's such <laughs> a cool guy Oh yeah, he's a great yeah, guy. We we got to tour with Exhumed uh, mm -hmm. twice. Twice, yeah. And Mike is from, or Mike does drums for Exhumed. Yep. And so that's how we got to at least you know know Mike. Know him. Yeah, and yeah. he was like very much in like kind of a part of Unique Leader too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he was like some part of it as well. Um, <clears throat> going back to that. Uh, Beyond Creation Tour, which was technically the last tour you did, right? Mm -hmm. How did that go over? How do you feel that you feel that that tour helped the band get in front of like new people? Yeah, you know? for reals. Yeah, it was great. Um, it it was uh, it was like the right people. Yeah, yeah. That's I remember when we got presented that tour. I was like, this is this is the right tour. This you got to say yes to this. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, 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 it was one of the funnest tours too. Like it just went really smoothly. All the bands are a lot of fun to watch because they're all like everybody on that tour is like really skilled and just kind of like amazing to watch play. Oh yeah, dude, they're all Belusia fun. was on it and yep. they're, they've been homies for a long time because yeah. they're from California and Bay Area yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Andrew's in here actually. Or he was, up, or he Andrew? might still be in here. His name's Sigma Caldera in here. Who also streams? He's fucking yeah, crushing. He's it. been uh, he's been doing that. Busy on Twitch. Oh yeah, yeah, has been. 
Um, <clears throat> let's see. With the new record, what was uh, the writing process like for this record? That like kind of differed from the past ones. Um, it was kind of. It's kind of hard to like. <laughs> so we have we had Chris and yeah. and uh, Alex mm -hmm. and um, and they kind of have like different styles, kind of like they're both very technical. Yeah, kind of have a little bit of different styles. Um, so we we and Chris's songs are more like straight, like a little bit more straightforward, not as like avant garde or like weird or um, proggy. Yeah. They're just brutal and like kind of <laughs> kick your ass. Very yeah. <laughs> um, in your face. <laughs> yeah. So so we kind of had Chris do his songs and Alex do a few of his songs. And then me and Alex wrote a few songs together. Like oh, we were here. Yeah. We would get together um, and just like start an Ableton file. And I just start programming some drums. And, uh, and we wrote like, I think so two of the songs we co-wrote together. Okay. And they're one of them's like really technical and wild and kind of out there and like some really crazy riffs, but like really groovy. And then one song is almost like it's with like it's there's no archaic song that I can kind of compare it to because it's way different. It's like oh no shit. There's like no blast beats in it. Like it's like one of those songs. Oh man. And it, so it's kind of a like a if I if there was a tech death ballad or something like that. That would be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you, you'll you'll have to hear it like yeah. and, and uh, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, so it was kind of Chris writing his style of things, which is very archaic already. That's why we, that's why he was a perfect fit for the band. Yeah, yeah, he just like fit the part for sure. So his yeah. style, right? Yeah, and then Alex, the same thing. He's very technical and and musical, and um, and so his style fit as well so you would probably not know that song, the songs were like written the way that they were oh, okay yeah the way that they're kind of placed and in the track listing and and the way they kind of flow mm -hmm. the whole album like flows in into the next song and it's kind of we were trying really? to do like what we did with uh metamorphic mission mm -hmm. whereas like this it's Scott. really entrenched in the concept and the vibe and all the songs kind of morph into the next song yeah yeah they just kind of flow into the next one right yeah and and uh so chance like chance never he like stopped playing guitar and touring because like he um he, he really was just like man i don't have the discipline to play against tech death all the time anymore <laughs> yeah yeah um, and he and he really got into sound design and and making like computer music with wow. all the like Ableton wow. and all the things you can do and like yeah. drum and bass and dubstep and electronic music and stuff. Very interesting. Yeah, so he's like went wow. that route, but but he still does some sound design. Like when you hear things that aren't guitar uh -huh. or um, or you know bass or drums or vocals, like the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's usually like chance. Yeah. Really? So he's still like chance. Like still has like some part in the band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. and me and him, we come up with the concepts together. Yeah, and we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Mm -hmm. It's like it's just wow. way easier to, because we've been working with each other for so long. It's like yeah, it's been really natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that like never really stopped between you guys. 
Mm-mm. No. When did he yeah. leave the band? Um, after our tour with Severed Savior in 2012. Oh, shit. Okay. So, wait. Yeah. A while ago. Yeah. Wow. When Craig left. Yeah. When Craig left, Chance was like, all right, I'm peacing out, too. <laughs> cool, um, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we started the band. Today. Yeah. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to, I have to deal with this now? No. <laughs> But you want people who want it, like you don't. Yeah, want you have be yeah. in a band with somebody who's like they're not, the, the fire's not there anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it it like happens, you know. Like, yeah, no, it does. It's so hard, you know. I've said it before, and everyone knows this. But it's just so hard to keep uh, a band with original members. It's like near impossible. You know, like there are still some most mostly older bands. Uh, that do have majority original, but maybe not that many. I don't know, right? <laughs> I think like I always bring up Ingested because they've been the same dudes besides their bassist left a few years ago, but they've just kept it a four piece. You know, who knows? They may have like a live bassist at some point, but who really knows? But uh, yeah, even those guys now, they're like, if one of us leaves, if one of us is just like not feeling it anymore, the band's going to be done. Like that's that's them. That's how they are. Archfire is another good example of that. Oh, are they all original? Pretty much. Like, yeah. Like they. I guess they had a different bass player before Jared. Yeah. Um, But when, yeah, they've always been on that level where it's like we're either all doing this or nobody's gonna do Archfire. It's like yeah. And and that's like the ideal scenario. Like yeah, everybody wants that. You know, like five dudes you know, forever um, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And, but we started so early, like we're never going to be the original band in the first place. Cause we just grabbed this like punk bass player who just like had a bass. And then like me and chance <laughs> had a friend that, that like could afford drums. So he bought drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were like, all right, cool. We're, yeah. Like came up with a name and like, we're the, that's our band. We're this will band. get it started. <laughs> yeah. Probably knew in the back of your mind, like, yeah, we're going to need another bassist. <laughs> we're going to need a different drummer at yeah. some point, you know? Yeah. I'm just surprised that it's lasted this long because, you know, it's just. I mean, it's a it, lot to deal with. Like when you, yeah. like, oh, your guitar, or, you know, guitarist can't do a tour. This guy's done playing. This bassist's done or whatever. It's like, oh, I got to find another guy. I got to teach him the shit, you know? And it's like, it's definitely exhausting. And I, you know, I, it even surprised me, like even you know the band lasting this long, and I, I think like the guys that you have in it right now is very, very strong, and even like the last record is what really, um, really made me a fan of the band. I dug the band before that, but the last record was the one that really pulled me in, and that's you know that's when we started talking and whatnot, and. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you know, I mean, was there, um, was there times where you were just about to hang it up? Yeah. Like I kind of close or you're cl- yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was, yeah. Or, but, but it was fleeting. It was like, t- like two weeks later, I'm just going to be like, well, <laughs> it's just my high school band. I start like, it was just me and chance that started it anyways. And like, yeah. I would play if I were to do metal, I would play tech death and I would do these concept albums. Any, it's already what I like doing. So it doesn't make sense for me to just put it the rest. Yeah. Because 
like I like the albums. Like we have a good catalog. Like I love oh, playing those those songs. So um so it's like okay, we'll just like throw everything like I you know, get rid of everything or um just keep doing what I'm doing and find talented Guns. collaborators to yeah. kinda to write tech death with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's cool. I mean that's a good way to look at it too. I, I feel like that's what helped, probably what I mean kept it going. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I just like I like touring. I like making music. So I just I'm gonna find people to do it with. Yeah, and exactly. And you can't force them to like sleep in a cold van <laughs> and uh, you know be away from their their family and like it. Touring's not easy. No. No. It's like, it's, it's not very glamorous. It's it's awesome when you're on stage and when you're at the show and stuff. Yeah, the rest of the like time, the it's moment. really brutal. Yeah, no, it definitely can be. Some people are just like used to it and like perfectly fine with sleeping in a van or sleeping at random fucking houses, apartments, or hotels. Um, some people can't deal with that after a while. Some people are just like, I, I just can't do this anymore, you know? And you can't even get mad at the person for that because it's like, yeah, it is, it, 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 it is brutal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But some people are just like, yeah, I love doing this. That's it. You know, it's easy for yeah. them. You know, people don't, like, everyone's different with how it is. Like, um, I, I don't think I could really, I definitely could not tour full time again. I wouldn't, <laughs> but you know, like go back on and be like a TM or some shit, but some people love doing it, you know, up until like recently, my friend Bryce, you know, Bryce Lucian loved doing it. And, you know, he has a more stable job now at Blood Blessed. And uh, he's like, he's even like, yeah, I don't know if I'd go back out. He's like, I'd probably go back out and do, de you know, TM Devastation. But he's like, I don't know if I'd do anything else. You know, the last band he toyed with was Rings of Saturn and he loved toying with them. And I think that's like a band he'd probably go out with again from time to time. But even him, he's like, I'm kind of just burnt out. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and but, uh, yeah. that's why I think like the lifers they're they're harder to come by. Mm -hmm. uh, Very much. Or just like the sacrifice you have to kind of make, where you kind of have to maybe leave a job. Yeah, that you like might that. like. That you, you might, might actually like. like yeah, you yeah. might actually like it. You have a good setup with that job. You know, your boss is cool. You like doing the shit you do there. You get paid decent, easy, or whatever, and it's like, shit, I got to quit this? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, or, yeah, and then it's like, you get that stuff, and you're like, I think I smell a wife and kids coming. Uh, <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah, exactly. Hold on one sec. Oh, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just grateful to, uh, to be able to do it and to just keep making music. Do you still like touring? Like on the Beyond Creation tour, for example, did like you and like the guys have a good time? Like for the most part. Yeah, no, I love touring. Yeah, like I've that's like I'm always um, trying to tour. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that about you. <laughs> yeah, you're always and, pretty much down. Yeah, and like sometimes it's not like looking back. Maybe there's some tours that we should have turned down. Yeah, they're almost every like band. detrimental. Or they they kind of they weren't worth worth it because of whatever you know a bunch of reasons. But um, but I still I don't regret any of them. I still had a ton of fun and 
I still like touring. I like, I don't mind Dude, sleeping don't in a van. Yeah. How are the other guys? Are they like, they're all good. Yeah. They're for the most part. I feel like they would be, they see blanket at least. Yeah. They're all, uh, they all understand it. Um, yeah. And, and uh, they don't, they have like good heads on their shoulders. They like, they get it. They mm -hmm. get that there's like the work part, but then you can still have fun. But then yeah. we, at the same, we got to get to the show on time. Yeah. And, still got to be sort of responsible. <laughs> yeah. And like we got to, um, somebody's got to be at the merch table and we got to try to, to slang some merch and yeah. be good with money and the whole business part of it. That's something that like, I feel like I've got better at the last few years um, of touring that I yeah. was like not good at at all when I first started. Yeah. No one really was. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it takes a while to like, um, be responsible <laughs> or, you know, yeah. and also learn where to spend money, you know, how to spend your money and how to, you know, make sure you save it and try to come home with money. So you and the guys can split it up and everyone can go home with like some sort of money to at least hold them over you know, maybe for like the next month or so, so they can get an, another job or go back to their current job to make more money, you know, for them when you go on the next tour, they, you know, you have money, <laughs> yeah. you have your bills paid in advance. So you don't have to worry about it when you're on the road. There's a lot of shit that goes into it. A lot of people don't realize a lot of, a lot of fans do not realize the shit. A lot of bands sacrifice. That's so why whenever whenever I see comments like, why are you coming to my city, this and that, it's like, well, probably because they don't get paid like anything in your city. And some bum fucked Yeah, I mean, nobody lives there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tell every band I work with. just route it back <laughs> just for you. Like. Yeah. yeah. Come pay us the extra X amount so we can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we'll make it. Yeah, we'll work out a deal just for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a good question. Give us a summary of the archaic album storyline and how you came up with them. Okay. Yeah. This is um, in depth. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, hopefully I can make it coherent enough, <laughs> um, to like, to, uh, to get it. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, it's all, it's all based around, um, the, the concept of like the hero's journey. Okay. That like all movies, if you watch even an Adam Sandler movie, it follows the hero's journey mm -hmm. sort of um, thing. So the whole idea was like we want to like take every album and create this sort of hero's journey thing where we okay. go from one place into a completely other place. And then we come back and there's something learned or gained from from the experience. Yeah, but it started it started with Chance, actually. Um, Chance was reading a book. Uh, about astral projection okay and he uh came up with this idea of i he just started kind of free i don't know where it came from but he just started like downloading a bunch of lyrics and into songs and then he just showed up at band practice one day and he's like i got like these three songs or so at, at the time and and mm -hmm. uh here's the names they're like different chapters um the, wow. the main character's name is cyrix um he lights himself on fire mm -hmm. um, and then he like he like leaves his body and so that's where it started with like metamorphic Nition, which was our second album yeah it started where we created a character the characters like living in this dystopian world just like wants to check out 
Um, so he like does this, you know, immolate self immolation kind of ritual, mm-hmm. lights himself on fire. Wow. And then he leaves his body and journeys around the astral realms guided by a couple um this these sirens called the sirens and electric veils yeah and one one represents like good and mm-hmm. light and one re- represents like dark and evil yeah and they take that they they take him to different places and kind of just like blow his mind and show him like the reality of things and pull, then they like pull he like makes it to this desert goes behind this curtains and the, these like giant curtains with these um he's like beyond time basically like time he like transcends out of time and then there's these like hourglasses and he walks behind yeah. this curtain and there's this giant octopus that's like the supreme deity of the universe that holds all matter together with its like infinite tentacles and wow so that's kind of like our our like um kind of our like part of the the mythology is this octopus yeah. creature that like holds the universe together and that Cyrix is it's like very interesting yeah and, and, <laughs> oh, and Cyrix is like this chosen one kind of you know the neo and the matrix kind of thing um who like gets to see beyond what you can normally see mm-hmm. your limited state of consciousness and then um and then he comes back he actually survives it um comes back and uh and then lucid dawn starts from there on and so like that's where lucid dawn comes from and then nemathea that's the one that you that you were talking about yeah our latest full album mm-hmm. that's like a continuation um so then lucid dawn is a whole nother story in itself and then nemathea is a whole nother story so they're like books in a book series kind of thing that's rad so that's just gonna <clears throat> you're gonna continue that i assume into the next record just or infinitely until like infinitely I can, yeah yeah just <laughs> fractally just keep going <laughs> that's fucking awesome um had another question from kathy does jared have a favorite archaic album um you they t- my two if i if i had to have a favorite it would be like metamorphic ignition because that's when i felt feel like i was most um like it, i had already made one album well we did one self-released album that's like i'm not super proud of that <laughs> yeah. never got like released we made like a few like, Just like copies copies of it yeah. yeah so it's not online like anywhere you can let yeah it's on youtube oh. i think oh okay yeah you figure it's like, probably on youtube <laughs> yeah like you can listen to it it's me on drums because i tried to be the drummer i tried to be everybody in the band at some point yeah like that's another thing like i started me and chance with guitar and then um and then we couldn't find a singer that was actually good and we're like okay well they don't have to look the part they just have to be like decent at singing yeah 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 and like surprisingly, like we couldn't find somebody, but we wrote music and then we went to make demos and we didn't have a singer. So I just tried doing it and then realized that I could kind of do it. Mm-hmm. And we recorded another demo, just songs. And then I did the vocals for that. And then then I was still like, I don't know if I want to be, I wasn't comfortable with being a vocalist. I, like, oh wasn't. yeah, at that time. So, wait, yeah, you started out as the guitarist, right? Yeah. Yeah, you were the guitarist. 
Yeah. And I never wanted to be a vocalist. I, I wanted to be the drummer, really, if like if I had to pick. Like I love playing drums. It's like yeah. my favorite instrument to play. Yeah. So uh so um so we tried to get a vocalist again mm-hmm. and I was just gonna play the drums because we also had a hard time finding a drummer um that was like disciplined enough to like learn the double bass and learn all and, yeah <laughs> yeah just like sit there for hours and <laughs> do double bass um so i was like screw it i'll do it and bought a drum set with like my when fuck? i graduated high school with all my money from graduation i bought a drum set and i was like all right i'll do the drums <laughs> wow yeah tried that for a couple years um and realized that I should just be singing anyways and we should find a drummer who's like got way more experience than I do yeah because we want to sound like decrepit birth yeah you want to be on that caliber of a band yeah yeah that level we yeah and uh and then so yeah so that we went through a few drummers and then that that whole thing but Metamorphic Nition is probably my favorite album because it's like the most cohesive and it was really inspired um, and where I was like starting to kind of mature as like a music maker. Yeah. But then that there's record. the Dawn, the one after That's, that. I love that record. That's a great yeah, one too. Yeah. That one was where I learned like that you can have these really technical parts uh-huh. that are really cool to listen to and like <laughs> for your brain, but, but like in a live setting, yeah, it's like people just want caveman riffs. They just want to go <laughs> ape shit. That's what they really want. They want a headbang. Yeah, they don't, and like, they want a pit. And they want a pit. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so if you if you like if you get a headbanging like pit kind of riff going and then two seconds later you change it up into a nine sixteenths um augmented <laughs> scale just to shove a scale in between a riff yeah um, then then it kind of kills the vibe in a live setting with the, the energy and stuff. yeah so lucid dawn i wanted to try to make more like um still technical death metal we're not going to not be technical death metal but kind of focus on structure and kind of building the energy at parts and having really heavy breakdowns that last long enough. Mm-hmm. And um, and so a couple of those songs from that album are like my favorite to play live because they just go over really well. Really well. They get the crowd going. Yeah. They have dynamics. They have parts where it's like the energy kind of like builds and then mm-hmm. they have like the the release. They have good release parts. Yep. No, it is a great um, fucking record. So yeah, that's those are those are my two. Nemethy is cool, but it's really heady and it's It wind, is. I like which, it a lot though. Yeah, it's like for it's very like interesting to listen to for a guitar player and and it's got a lot of really cool vocal parts and lyrics that I that I really like. But I always feel like um, like some of the songs that we've tried to play just they they don't stick to a certain part long enough. Mm, yeah yeah i could see that for sure with that record going back to that um cannibal corpse tour you did yeah that was what year was that cannibal corpse tour was that 2012 2012, the torture tour the torture tour 
how was that and like how how did that happen for you guys how was that like brought to you guys did someone did did the label get it for you your agent at the time or how did that go down it was Eric Lindmark. Eric Lindmark. <laughs> Coming through for the, for the young guns. <laughs> he had um, that pull, man. He had that pull, you know? He did, man. He's... He had the, the respect from those guys, and they liked taking out unique leader bands. Yeah. Dude, unique leader. Yeah, I mean, talking about the label again, I mean, the history behind unique leader is insane. So it was, it was definitely, you know... It, a pleasure working with him. We had a very good relationship, uh, Eric and I. You know, he was so open to uh, new ideas and even newer bands. Like he, you know, he's the one that found Brand of Sacrifice, for example, like a newer style deathcore band. And so many people thought like he wasn't like behind the signing of that band and even others of that style. And it was like, no, that was him. Like he signed Brand of Sacrifice. He found them. He found Signs of the Swarm, you know. But um, aside from that, how was that tour? I mean, was that kind of crazy at that time when you got, you know, when Eric hit you up and was like, you want to tour Cannibal Corpse? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I, it was the craziest <laughs> shit ever. Um, <laughs> we had just done, or we had done one tour um, oh, so this is how it happened. We'd, our first tour was 2010 with Brain Drill. Oh, shit. So that was your first one? Yeah. That's awesome. Weird. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was blood it was a bloodletting. Bloodletting tour? Cool. Mm -hmm. And Flesh Consumed and another uh, younger band that Eric had just signed called Halo of Gunfire. Okay. Doesn't ring a bell. But... Yeah, they they had a very short... Short load. On. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those. Yeah, um, <laughs> but the, so we did that tour, and then Eric hit us up, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to tour with Black Dahlia Murder for our second tour? Oh. And we were like, what? Like, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, like, that was, that was a trip. So we did that tour. It was a shorter, it wasn't a full month. It was like two yeah. weeks. Okay. But that was, like, the first time, like, touring with the big dogs and still not knowing what we're doing yeah i didn't even know you did that tour i don't know how i missed that one <laughs> yeah it was uh what album was it it was um shoot ritual? 20 no not ritual. what year was that 2012 you said this was 2011 2011 okay that's sick black dog murder wiki Let's go yep. back in time with Black Dollar Murder. Discography, studio albums. So it had to be Ritual. Was it? Yeah, yeah it was. That came yeah, out in 2011. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. it was that tour. Tony Cole did the artwork. I remember that. Mm -hmm. That album. Um, so they took us out, showed us the way. Super cool guys. Yeah. Um, still friends with them to this day. Yep. Um, that was the that was the big eye opener tour where we kind of saw how a professional band did it goat whore was on it too and they had just man. been touring for eons at the time <laughs> yeah very seasoned band <laughs> goat whore <laughs> yeah. yeah so so we did that tour that was great um and then eric uh the, i think they wanted to take deeds of flesh out or something like that and they're like or 
it might have been also disgorged or disgorge. And oh, okay. They, yeah, it was the disgorged. Couldn't, they couldn't do it. That? Yeah, because door disgorged was on unique, right? At that time, too? yeah, right. They would, yeah. Been. And yeah, they couldn't do it. So we we're like next in line as like the younger band who's like telling Eric, we want a tour. Yeah. If you can get tours, we'll take them. We'll do it. Any kind. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Very yeah, hungry young then, band. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, he just he sent us email and we, we were just tripping out. We're like what? Like <laughs> our third tour is do- ever. Black Dollar Murder. Is Cannibal. It was like it, Black Dollar Oh, it was Cannibal, murder, yeah. And then Cannibal. That's fucking, yeah. So you went from Black Dollar Murder tour and, and then went and did a fucking Cannibal tour. How far apart were those tour, tours? Not that like, far apart. Like a few months? Yeah, because I think it was late 2011 was the, the Black Dahlia one. And then it was like spring 2012 was the Cannibal Corpse. Wow. That's yeah. Doing those, <laughs> going out with those bands like back to back, it's just fucking insane, dude. Yeah, it's literally it, insane. It was it was crazy. Like I could have retired happy after that. <laughs> yeah, <It> was, <laughs> band could have broke up and be like, all right, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so um, and it kind of almost did, but then I was like, no, really? I'm, not, I'm not done. Yeah, yeah. The couple guys left after. Well, Chance and Craig left late 2012 after this really like shot um, uh, Severed Savior tour. Wow. Okay. Really fun, but really shot. Yeah. Just yeah. Came home in the hole, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like, all right, I got. This is bad. <laughs> Debt's crushing me. Um, yeah. Like, I'll, I need to. Fi- I need to get my life in order. And. Um, it so, happens. Yeah. But uh, then after that, we did um, we did a few more tours. We got one with Psychroptic. Oh, uh, sick! Yeah, another great. That was band. another bloodletting. Oh, okay. It was the psych. Okay, yep. Maybe I think Stefan may may have booked that one. I think he did. I think that's the one he did. He he did a few bloodlettings. I don't know who did it, did them before that, and then I did, I did three. Did I do Origin, Decrepit, Birth, uh, Shit Show, and then. <laughs> You remember what happened with that that one? Is the that, one is that the one that Bill broke his leg? <laughs> his hip? Yeah. Or his hip? Yeah. Second show. Second show. <laughs> Second oh show, God. Jared. <laughs> the headliner? Were they the headliner? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but yeah, I remember yeah. when that happened. I was like, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You should have seen my response. <laughs> I got like two bands from like Europe here and shit. I'm like, oh my fucking guy are you serious bill and then he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do the rest of the tour i'm gonna do the rest of the tour i'll do it in a wheelchair i'm like you broke your fucking femur bro you ain't going nowhere <laughs> no you're, you're not you're, you're in your 50s i love you i love your band to death but it ain't happening dude even if you're in your 30s or 20s it ain't happening it doesn't matter no. what you broke is uh gonna make you stay the fuck home <laughs> for months yeah. yeah, I did that one, and I did the uh, Distant Tomb one. So I did, I booked three bloodlettings, and then um, I think Steph booked a few before that. It's funny because it went from like Steph, and then Eric was like, "Would you want to do bloodletting?" I don't think Steph really wants to. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And we did, you know, Origin, Arc Spire. Uh, who else was on that? 
uh, Visceral Discord was on it. Uh, that one. Yeah, it was a great lineup. Went really well. Um, uh, the Crept of Birth one was a fucking disaster. It's still, I mean, we, we toughed it out. Bands toughed it out. It did okay. And then um, then Disentomb was a great one. A lot of fun. Bands had a fucking blast on that one. Uh, but yeah, so, okay. So that Psychroptic tour was a bloodletting one. Was that the only bloodletting tour Archaic did? That and, yeah, and that first one with Brain Drill. Those Brain were Drill, two. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just those two. That was such an insane band, too, Brain Drill, when they came out. Oh, that, yeah. That was, like, mind-blowing band. That was the band. I remember finding out about them and be like, what the fuck am I listening to? And why do I like it so much? Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. And yeah, it was man. death metal. Because like there had been, like, Beneath the Massacre. Yes. And there's there had been some stuff like, that's, like, technically on that level. Yeah, fast. More, had a more death metal feel. And it was so fast. And it was just... Gravity just, blast for days. I think that's when I learned about like what a gravity blast was. I think that's when I found like was told because I was like, "What is he doing on the drums?" Because that's not a, you can that's not a blast. I mean, it is like a blast beat, but I'm like, "Why is he like yeah on the rim like, <laughs> like what is he doing?" <laughs> it's fucking insane. But I'll oh, do that band, man. That had to be a, how were they? Li- you know, that was a band I never saw live. Brain. That's another one. I mean. Were they, did they pull it off live? Um, I would say, I would say that they did. Yeah. Um, obviously with any kind of music like that, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be like it is when you, when you listen like to the head, like with headphones onto the CD. Yeah, of course. It's quantized and, and yes. edited and stuff. Um, but I mean, the songs were there. The so- songwriting was solid for being so technical. Yeah, it really was, man. I gotta go back and listen to them again. It's been a few years. But this was uh, like uh, maybe like this. It was kind of like the second incarnation of the band, and they had oh, okay. they had turned down quite a few tours. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because they got they got strip searched at the Canadian border, and it was like. Uh, it wasn't a moment that I, that the the founders of the band are like super proud of or yeah uh, stoked on. Like I remember, it kind of like made a big impact on them to not yeah. tour. And so they had a they really? kind of they had this wave where they of popularity. YouTube was just kind of starting to be like the thing. Yeah, they had videos and they they got really popular. And unfortunately, I they feel did. like their their wave like crashed and like they didn't they didn't end up right riding it all the way in. I really thought that uh, when that came out, you know that 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 band was like turning a lot of heads. Like all my friends, like everybody was like talking about Brain Drill, and if they if they held it together, I, they could have fucking blown up. Because yeah, that was Brain Drill was the most ridiculous shit i think i've ever heard back then <laughs> yeah and yeah so you know? they did they yeah. did sound really good the the singer was the same singer and the guitar player was the same guitar player they had ron casey from an animate existence on drums oh shit i forgot he played with them yeah wow and then they had ivan mungia on bass oh 
who after that first tour that we did with Brain Drill, yeah, like, hey, Ivan, we just got offered to do a Black Dolly <laughs> murder tour. Do you want to come with us? <laughs> yes. Our bass player, our bass player had left like four days early on our first tour, and was like, really? Fuck it, I'm going to college. Um, so we were, we we at the end of our first tour, we were like already needing a bass player and then brain drill was not going to tour after this or like they th ivan was like yeah they're it, it's, i'm not it's not happening yeah so yeah on this camp yeah and i'm like well we just got we got this to do black dahlia you want to do that so that's when ivan joined and he definitely he's like craig he's like a um he's like a mastermind with death metal and yeah like he guitar and bass mm-hmm um, That's so wild, he was yeah. a big. He he helped make Metamorphic Nation. He even Lucid Dawn. Um, really he was sick. a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah, you guys, you definitely had some really good players with the band. I mean, you still do to this day. I mean, the guys you have now are fucking phenomenal. Alex will forever wear long sleeves. Forever. I don't think I've ever seen him in a short sleeve before. I don't think he owns one. I don't think he does. It's crazy to have that many long sleeves, you know. <laughs> it is, yeah. But he rocks it. He's got a he's got a style where he like, does, man. He can totally works. Yeah, he can't get rid of that. If he walks I out on long sleeves, I just I, I can't know, either. I feel weird. Yeah. Like I can wear a hoodie, that feels fine, right? Yeah, but like when you put day. a long sleeve shirt on, you're like, I'm just like, what? Is, I don't understand this. <laughs> but I feel really metal, especially if it's got like metal logos down the yeah, sides. Yeah, that? Like, yeah. I have a couple sick long sleeves, and when I put them on. Like, I definitely feel more metal. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Like, I love that. You, you can't, you can't like, take, like, oh, I just weird. like short sleeve and hoodie. So you can kind that's of like, adjust to the, to the temperature. The temperature, the exactly. Off if you're, if you're hot, put it on if you're cold. That's it. Simple. 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 <laughs> Does he wear long sleeves under hoodies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. He's got to. He doesn't yeah. own anything else. There's got to be. <laughs> what if he just sneaks a short sleeve or even a tank top? No one ever realizes it. <laughs> yeah. If he Sounds comes out on stage with a tank top, if I see you guys and he walks out on stage with a tank top, I'm like, no, hold on, hold on. Go back and change. <laughs> yeah. Alex, go wardrobe. <laughs> You're going to see the whitest arms in history. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a white guy. I love him. <laughs> Uh, he's we sick, have, dude. Yeah. He's, he's a monster, man. He writes so much music. Like he's playing guitar. All I see the his time. videos all the time too. I always watch them. I'm like, oh, Alex video. Press play. <laughs> yeah, and he's had reps, the, man. Yeah, he's had this band Desiderium. It's a solo project mm. um, for, for a long time. Um, yeah, and he's put out like a bunch of albums, and he put out one recently that like I've been seeing uh, I'm sure people listening to this right now know what I'm talking about like he, he's gotten a lot of uh, more attention from this album this latest like I, album. I feel like I did listen to it when it came out I gotta go back to it though <laughs> yeah and then then he just posts the other day that he's like alright I'm done with another Desiderium album I just hit the final record button I'm like dude how do you do albums so fast yeah how are you <laughs> writing this shit so quick He's just a know, monster. Man. He's a monster. Where does yeah. he, where does everyone live in the band again? I know you're um, up in 
San Jose, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Alex is in um, in Arizona, Mesa, Arizona. Oh, okay. Chris is in Reno. Nathan's in Seattle. Nathan's in, oh, yeah. So you guys are all spread apart. Yeah. Kind of a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. It can be, right? Yeah. I mean, it like we... Me and Nathan got into the groove when it came to like writing um, and him being in, from a distance, like basically, cause I was using Zoom like way before the pandemic. Um, yeah. Just because my friend had showed it to me and I was like, this is really useful since my band members live somewhere else. I feel yeah, they're like- all over the place. Yeah, like this is a way we can get together and kind of like at least sort of strategize together and get on the same page. Yeah. And. Uh, and since you can do remote control in Zoom, mm -hmm. um, I have, like, I work in Ableton, and I got, like, Superior Drummer, um, and, like, I'll, I'll take guitar profiles, turn them into MIDI, reamp them with the plugin, and basically uh, be able okay. to play, really, mm -hmm. like, do a lot of cool stuff yeah. with our pre-production. That's rad. Yeah, and then Nathan... Um, Nathan, me and him would get on a Zoom call and I would give him remote control of my computer and then oh. he'd be programming drums on my computer from Seattle. I had that that's, all the software. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Makes it very yeah. easy. Yeah, and, and yeah, so we could kind of work together um, like songwriting wise or structure we could do we, you know it was really easy to work together and yeah then he could program them exactly how he wanted mm -hmm. um, without having to get all the extra software like he's doing a lot more stuff now because this was a while ago yeah but um i would just like start a zoom call and i'd be like, all right you good all right i'm gonna go <laughs> i'll be back in two hours <laughs> and he would he just had to come back and he'd be like programming jumps i'd be like where are you at <laughs> like, all nice, right sick cool project. <laughs> thank progress. you thank you for doing this <laughs> yeah. make it a so lot easier that's that's kind of how how we um, made it work with the distance thing yeah do you guys i know we talked about this a couple months ago when we had a catch-up call do you guys uh greg was asking do you have do you guys does archaic have any plans for maybe a live stream during these wild times our Have wild you got times? That <laughs> Ain't that for sure? <laughs> um, Have you been yeah, thinking about it I, more? I think we want to get this album out of the way. Like that's and number then, one priority. Yeah, and then try to pull everyone together. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally down to do a live stream. It's got to be done. Like, I don't want to to do it half-assed though. Like, it's not yeah. like we can like grab an acoustic guitar and like, all right, guys, like, I'm archaic unplugged yeah you know? yeah i mean like every i've seen like those like quarantine videos you can do but i'm always like nah they're cool i guess i'd rather see everybody in the same fucking room if possible well yeah like same ideally area. yeah ideally that's what it would be it'd be like in the same room and then ran through a board with like mixing and you know yeah so it sounds good like like if you were to plug your like headphones into the soundboard at a at a venue mm -hmm. and you can hear like everything um and i and i know it's possible i i don't know how to do it but i know it's i know like there's this there's this spot in norcal i don't know where exactly but it's called fang studios 
I've been doing like live streams and I think they have like this setup to be able to do it. Um, I think the way to go about it though, so you don't have to do it actually like live, like, you know, like how we're doing this right now, it says that this is live, have it pre-recorded. So you guys can then fuck with all the sound settings to make it sound good. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's yeah. like a spot that I've heard of. It's going to, the audio quality is probably going to be a lot better if you can mix it um, in post and. Yeah. Like after, yeah, after the fact, you can go and sit down and then mix the whole thing. Yeah. And play it and play it back. Cause like, streaming all that that audio i don't know i just don't think it, it won't sound that great <laughs> that's kind of how i feel i don't know if we're there yet to be able to to make that like high quality like just as if you're listening to a recording yeah but it's live like i would like to do it live like that would be cool like well it would like still be like technically alive but you're able to like kind of tweak things and volumes of everybody and make it sound better and more clear. Yeah. You know? And maybe you can do some stuff like in between songs, like Q and A's or kind of like some more interactive. Exactly. Stuff. Kind of like a uh, audio tree. You ever watch uh, videos of bands from audio tree? Yeah. I yeah. think that stuff is that they, their setup is pretty rad. Like Wolf King did one, which was fucking cool and it sounded great. Um, great band. Yeah. Entheos. Entheos, yeah. And I've seen them do like Q&As too with the band. I don't know if they do it with every band. I saw them do it with this band that I work with from Denmark called Cabal, um, where, you know, every after every song they ask some questions and uh, kind of like hang out and then go into the next song, talk about each song, what they're about, you know, which I think is really fucking cool. Yeah, same. But to find like a spot like that, like their setup and whatever studio they use is fucking great because it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know. And their camera, it seems like it's pretty high quality everything. Like Yeah, very high quality. It's definitely rad. Even rap yeah, Greg mentioned rapture recordings. Uh Cody. Could be a good idea too. Where is that? I forget where Rapture. You know Cody who's in the drummer of Spite? I forget Cor um, what's Cody's last name, Greg. I forget his name. Last name. I'm terrible at names. Rapture Recordings is somewhere in NorCal. Hayward. It looks like Hayward. Is that where it is? Rapture Recording Studio. Let me look it up. Let's see. Rapture. Let me make sure this. Yeah, this is the right spot. Hayward. Yeah, Cody Funtes. F U E N T E S. Really cool dude, and they, he's done a lot of stuff there, like live stuff, like Wolf King. Wolf King just put out like a live video there. Uh, they did in the studio, which came out great. Um, I know um, Spite has done a few. Could be a cool idea. Yeah, one, one I, to I, look I, into for the few, you know, later on down the line after like the record comes out or something. Yeah, I mean, I like how it's maybe in the future, like going into the future, since having like a home entertainment experience up live music has just been like normalized in a way now just for yeah. the whole last year or something like hopefully that doesn't go away and then bands can kind of have a hybrid model where they can either like live stream a show on tour yeah or when they're off tour they can do ticketed live streams kind of to to fill the the gaps the gap. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make a little money, keep them afloat. You know, that'd be yeah. rad. Yeah, I could see, I could see venues really doing that too. You know, it's a really good idea. Yeah, like having something just built in where it's like, okay, well, you guys can, you know, you're playing a show here, but we have live streaming capabilities. Yeah, and you could literally have the show with people there, but also live stream it and like sell tickets for it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe I don't know. People are, yeah, structure people it. Some down to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, it could bring the band some extra revenue. And you know, give a cut to the venue, obviously, and then the band takes a cut. Do like ten dollars. Give it to the merch guy. Yeah. Give it to the driver, and then give it, <laughs> give it to the bartender. The bar, cut. <laughs> the, bar cut. the merch <laughs> rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it to your taxes for the city. Uh, and you're leaving with nothing. <laughs> small business tax. Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. So. When do you see the, um, or actually we had a question before. Someone asked, um, hold on. Uh, it was, what's the best album for somebody new to sit down and listen to from Archaic? If you had to suggest, like, okay, someone, this person's never listened to an Archaic record, which one would you give them to listen to? Yeah, Metamorphic Nation, the, the 2012 album. To intro them into the band. That would be yeah. a good start, yeah. That's yeah, where the that. whole story and the concept starts. The album before that was like us just getting our ideas out. And yeah. Like, kind of just doing, like, getting kind of the the idea of what we want to do out and some of the older songs that we had recorded. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the songs in the first album, there's older versions you can find of them where they're, oh, like, the songs okay. slightly different or we like added a new section or change the tempo or van- revamp them for the first album. And I got once you. We ha- we, then we are like, okay, well, we don't have any more songs now. We used all our songs for our first album, so we got to <laughs> write new ones. Yeah. And that's like Metamorphic Nation and then mm-hmm. Lucid Dawn. At, it, they all kind of go together, so I'd do it in that order. Gotcha. That's good. Nice. You saved it on Spotify. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Appreciate it. Listen to know what you think. Yes. So, I guess go. Uh, when do you see the new record coming out? Like later this year? Probably like late summer, fall. Yeah. Probably. Wish it. It's this is like we've done like ever a record every two years. Yep. And like yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. This is the first time it's been more than two years. Yeah. And it's like going on seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, going on four years. Yeah. So it must feel weird feels a little weird yeah <laughs> yeah but also i at this point like i think in the past i was like well we need to make new music like we need to put out a new record because it's it's been two years that's what you do yeah like every two three like max years yeah which i was like that's always been the plan and that always was the plan but like mm-hmm. there's been a, a bunch of setbacks and like obstacles oh well yeah since, especially like, in the past year yeah yeah more so, so than anything yeah, and so I want—I just want it to be really good. So uh, I'm gonna take—you know—we we're like taking our time with it, like not not like rushing anything. Yeah, no, sure that's good. You can only record it. You only get one chance, like to yeah with an album. You can never go back and and so keep, yeah. I just want to make sure it's 
that we're really happy with it. Yeah, you want to make sure every song is up to par and you're stoked on everything. But we do have a little sneak peek. We do have some uh, native flute, different world flutes. We have a friend that, that plays all sorts of different flutes from different cultures. Yeah. He's That's like my, crazy. Okay. I joke that he's like my personal shaman. Like, you know, <laughs> you need a, like a gym trainer. Yeah. And then you need like a, a like a business coach, and then you need a shaman. Yeah. For visionary stuff. <laughs> for the visionary stuff, yeah. That's fine, um, right? So yeah, so we actually have a song on the new album that's really heavy. Um, okay. And and brutal, but it, it's got like wings to it because it's got like these different flutes on it. Yeah. And, kind of the flute carries it through a bunch of different parts and uh so it's gonna have a crazy vibe because it's gonna have like that native flute kind of kind of a spiritual vibe but with like really heavy like slamming kind of music damn i'm definitely interested to hear that that's rad hell yeah so with going into uh i wanted to bring up like the um the marketing classes you you've taken with modern musician what uh what can you tell us about that and how that's been or how that how did you get into doing that how did you find out about it so um i i kind of for the last few years i've always thought that like i need to find somebody smarter than me that's Mm -hmm. like know stuff that i don't know that i don't know yeah Uh, (laughs) And, and I've always heard that like successful people kind of, they find mentors or they find people who have been like through the experiences and kind of have more experience than, than you so they can kind of help guide you. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're so out I there. So I was really, yeah, I was really receptive to that idea. And then I came across Modern Musician from, from a Facebook ad. Um, and like I, I, uh, applied for like a, a strategy session like a free like strategy session and met this guy michael walker mm-hmm. who founded modern musician um and his whole idea was like he had done, been really successful with his band and he was having a kid and didn't want to be on tour all the time yeah and like he's really like really really smart um like could definitely be a doctor or something like that I think his his parents wanted him to like be a dentist or something. Yeah. Um, But he he was like, well, it'd be cool to have like a a business where I can help other musicians. Okay. uh, With the experience that I've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I signed up for like a three month like one on one coaching program with him, Mm -hmm. and um, realized that we had a lot in common. Like our stories were were really the same. We had both been touring for like 10, 10 years. And, um, and he showed me like a lot of stuff, um, that I wasn't aware of as mm-hmm. far as like marketing concepts, um, and different strategies and stuff. Yep. Um, and that was a really cool experience. We, we connected, we came, became pretty good friends. Um, and then I went on tour again and then like he came out to some shows and then he started to get into a position where he was getting more, um, more clients that he could personally handle. Mm-hmm. So he needed to like start building a team. And, uh, yeah. I was like, well, Hi. I'll, 
down. You know, tell me, tell me what to do and where yeah. to go, and tell me um, how to do this. Yeah, and uh, he had taught me how to how to use Facebook ads, which is like paid traffic. Like, mm-hmm. there's two types of traffic. There's organic traffic, and there's like paid. All the people on this stream, organic. Like, you're not, yeah, you're not paying for it. It's organic traffic. A YouTube yeah. video is like organic traffic. Yeah. It'll just keep showing showing it to people over and over mm-hmm. for the lifetime of the YouTube video. Yeah. But like social media ads are paid traffic. Yeah. And if you know how to do it right, you can really leverage it to uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael taught me that, and then um, That's so we set up we set up these specific type of campaigns for people who come through this like three month program, mm-hmm. and um, and we we. We have coaches that specialize in different things and oh, they, right. and so like they'll have us like these artists will have a session with one coach kind mm-hmm. of like the first one's really like honing in on their art artistic identity their like core story um so yeah. they can kind of merge that into their branding and their marketing and and everything yeah and then and yeah, so we we've we've kind of developed this really cool system where we where we do all the heavy lifting, teach artists how to create these automation automated systems. So everything's gotcha. like yeah. what we do is really heady. Like there's a whole software stack involved. There's lots of automations between email, um, wow, and and the campaigns. They're evergreen too. So like like an album launch is like a one time thing, mm-hmm. but we kind of build these evergreen. Um, like marketing systems that kind of find people who like your music, introduce it to them, and then bring them into your universe. They sign up for your email. We, we, we're really big on building email lists. Yeah. I think so those if are Facebook, great. if Facebook goes away and everybody leaves it or Instagram or whatever's next, like yeah. there's no ways that you can get your followers back if everybody leaves the platform that you're on, unless you have their email and everybody has email. Yeah, it literally. Yeah. So, so it's a great way to, you know, a great thing for bands to, to build is an email list. Yeah. It give, yeah. You just got to incentivize, you know, giving somebody to give you their email list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> email for the list. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's taken up. Like, it's really fun. Like, like I uh, get to work with all kinds of artists from different genres and wow. different walks of life. And yeah, because you were just, home. Were you just like a uh, like a, I guess a student at first? Yeah. Right. And then and, and then after a little while, you you obviously built this relationship with him, and now you're actually working for a modern musician. Mm-hmm. Right. So how long have you been with him, technically? Uh, a year now. Oh wow! Damn, time flies. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I feel like we were just talking about this the other day. <laughs> I know, yeah, when right outside. Out yeah, outside of uh, where were we at? Um, oh, come and take it. I think come and take it live. Yeah. yeah. Mailing lists may feel old school, but it really makes a difference. You are right. A lot of bands are starting to do it again. I mean, I like, pick up on it. Like, I think it's key. I like you. It know. goes in and out of style, I guess. Yeah. Or you know, people thought that email was dead and it's uh, not important, and it's all about social. That's and then it, they yeah. take your organic reach after everybody adopts the platform, they change the algorithm, take the organic reach away. And now you've got a ton of people out there that you can reach for if you know how to do it right. And I'm not talking about boosting a post. This mm. is like running like campaigns in ad ads manager. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's more than totally just clicking boost and doing that, doing it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but email. The one thing <laughs> I heard recently about email is like it's the only thing that has a bottom. Mm-hmm. Like when you have an Instagram or everything, it's just endless. It never has a bottom. It's scroll, scroll forever. Scroll. That's all. It email is, actually has an end to it. It does. Know? Yeah, exactly. Like in, it's like its own kind of it's thing. Its own thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. So you've been keeping up with that. What are like, uh, I guess, some tips you can give some bands to help them with marketing? Yeah. It, um, should we I say they should check out Modern Musician? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Send me I a mean, DM you, you, if you if you want to check out Modern Musician or if you want to like learn yeah. about it. I think um, that's. I mean, you you obviously you, you know you started as a stu- you know I guess you could say a student for it, and it obviously worked (laughs) everything you learned and uh then started doing with your own band and whatnot definitely worked so i definitely believe you (laughs) but there are i mean i've always known that i mean when i do at like you compare an ad like you do like boost a post compared to going in the back end and go through ads manager and do it that way there's a big there is a difference yeah, split testing. Split like, testing. You know, yeah. that's something I learned about. Yeah. Um, look, using the machine learning that they have with lookalike audiences, wow. building yeah. like robust lookalike audiences. Mm-hmm. That that's really like the the magic of of Facebook ads and mm-hmm. Instagram. Like it's the same thing, but it's like you can either reach people through the people who follow you like your audience your audience but how do you reach new people yes like that haven't heard of you before yes so that's one way want. to do it yeah and one way to do it for really like for fractions of a penny mm-hmm. for a few dollars a day yeah. is um is through facebook ads so i can go i could go way into a rabbit hole with that but <laughs> yeah. it's not very entertaining yeah that's <laughs> yeah that'd be something else that'd be like a what you got to do that one-on-one yeah like if you want I'll, I'm going to be, I'll do a Facebook ads masterclass one of these days. And, you know, I would be down to be a part of that. Definitely yeah. Cause it's, it's very underutilized and, and it's not, it's not that hard to learn. Yeah. It just needs like me. I needed somebody who knew how to use it and to, For sure. to show me how to use it. Um, but I mean, the, the information is out there. Yeah. It's just too much information. It's too much. Yeah, exactly. No, that's right. Everyone definitely check out Mar musician. And if you're in a band, Hit up Jared. Maybe <laughs> up. <laughs> um, Nevi had a question. Uh, if he could do, if Jared could do a collab with any artist in the world, who would he pick? Um, dang. That's, that's kind of a hard one, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like Gojira. Oh yeah. Something like that. That'd be fucking wild. Um actually like keep your eyes out for um something coming soon because actually i haven't done very many collaborations or anything like that i've always just kind of done archaic i noticed that yeah but um i have a a song coming out um by a particular band that hasn't put out music in a long time oh. that everybody really wants another another album from okay can you guess who it is let's see if anybody can guess who oh it is. dude from a band they haven't put out it's how a long technical death metal band they're like <laughs> the kings of tech death but um oh my god i 
I want to say animosity, but it's probably not. No, not animosity. European, I'll give you that. Oh, European. Necrophagist, Nick. <laughs> we could only... It own. is, yeah. It Wait. is necrophagist. Wait, what? What do you... What? You're fucking... I'm on. not doing a collab with them, but... Um, you're but doing a... Mendel from... Or ex-aborted guitarist. Yeah, I know you're uh, talking about. He, he hit me and Ben from uh, Shadow of Intent up. Oh, wow. To do a cover of a necrophagist song. Wow. Okay. He's like into production. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, he wanted to like do a modern, like a really like high end modern take on one of the songs from the first album. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, so did you guys do it already? We did. Yeah. It's wow. <laughs> it's, and it's you and Ben on vocals. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Ben's fucking gnarly, man. Yeah, love, it's like love that dude. I don't know if I'm making the song any better by being on it <laughs> when when you have him. Yeah, he's so funny. But uh, I'll I'll take I'll take what I can get. You know. I mean, why? Yeah, exactly. When do you see that coming out? In the next few months or something? I know. Yeah, it should be like it's it's one song that's one taken song. forever to 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 get done. Yeah. Um, but we did our vocal parts and we're we're just waiting on I guess an edit like and we we did playthroughs of it so it's gonna be like a video oh, and cool, the cool. song will be like I think it'll be on Spotify like um I think we Mendel got like the rights to re release it as a cover yeah something like that but um that's a that's one cool collab that I didn't see coming yeah so you got like it was just like random you got hit up randomly from him. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, "You want to do this?" <laughs> well, we toured with Aborted. Yeah, um, I know that one tour, so and yep. that's where we became friends. And he always gave me compliments um, on cool, vocals man. and stuff. And then he really likes Ben, of course. Why? How can't? How yeah, can how not? can you not? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he hit us up, and and uh, it took us forever to like actually get the parts recorded because we were so busy and like. He was, Ben was moving at some point yeah. and stuff. But. Yeah, I had Ben on here for an episode. It was great. He's such a chill dude. Like, he is, he is. so relaxed and, like, laid back. <laughs> yeah, and, like, he's humble. A very humble dude. Like, I can't wait to meet the dude one day. But, yeah, he's he is a gnarly fucking vocalist. He is, for the younger, for the younger guys, he is probably, like, the best out right now. Yeah, maybe right. all like oh. I think he's <laughs> yeah. even with the older guys. Yo, he's up know? there, bro. He yeah, he he's something else. And I always knew that when Shadow of Intent first when I first heard about them years ago, they were just like an internet band, you know. And mm -hmm. their old drummer Matt showed me the band, and I'm like, you guys have to like wait. You're just gonna you're not gonna play shows, you know? I was like, you're not gonna take this any more serious. He's like, I he wanted to right. But he's like, yeah, I don't think the other guys like really want it yet or something. He's like, I'm not sure. He's like, I'm not sure. I'm like, you have to. <laughs> you have to. You have to do this. <laughs> and now he's their old funny. drummer. Yeah, I'm pretty. I think Matt was the original. He's in Oceano now. Mm. Um, I cannot pronounce his last name. If you ask me, uh, it starts with a K. I'm pretty sure. Someone in chat probably knows. Maybe someone knows how to spell it. But yeah, he was in the band. I think he was original. I'm pretty. I feel positive about that. But uh, yeah, he was. I remember when he, you know, showed me the band. I was just like, "Damn, dude! Wow!" Yeah, wow. the crush, man. Like, and they're were... only getting better too. Like, they're There's... still very, very like, kind of a younger band. They are. 
They're still fairly yeah. young. Not like yeah. that young, but they've been around for like what five years now. Yeah, I, I can't guess remember. So, like, it's probably been a while. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't start. <clears throat> their first show was like what uh, three years ago. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like for mm-hmm. like I I love their story and just like going from not touring to selling out an entire tour. Like some of these venues. A lot of those sold shows out. sold out. Yeah, on that recent that headliner before the the pandemic um they did was wild dude wild blew us yeah. blew everyone away yeah they blew. built their audience before they toured which oh, is yeah. like a kind of smarter way to do it well yeah and it's like i feel like it's easier to do that now i think it, maybe i feel like it is it and it isn't because you really gotta you still gotta do a lot of you, work to to build the audience online for sure yeah your music has to really stand out like not like a lot a lot but like shadow really stood out and there's other bands too but like you gotta like your music has to stand out in some sort of way and it has to be really fucking good and you have to have really good you know even like videos and just everything has to be very you know to attract people to it you know when I heard exactly when I heard Shadow of Intent, I was like, "That's a sick band name," you know. Right. And I was like, "That's a cool logo." Let me list, you know. But you know, I was presented the band from Matt. But even when he sh- told me about the band, I was like, "That was that's a cool name. Wow. Let, let me listen to this." And then after I listened, I was like, "Wow, all this shit. I mean, everything. The artwork looks sick. You know, the record sounds great. You know." And yeah, it's just, the vocals are crazy. Vocals are nuts. I'm like, this kid's fucking wild. Who is he? Yeah. <laughs> Where did he come from? Yeah. You know, who the fuck wrote these songs? <laughs> is he from another band? No. Like, you know, Chris is in Currents, but you wouldn't expect a, 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 a dude from a Currents who's like a metalcore band who's really good uh, for that style. I like Currents, but you wouldn't expect that guy to be writing shit like Shadow of Intent at all. Yeah, he's whatever he's doing <laughs> he's doing it. Like he's, he's just he's probably just one of those he's kind of fucking... guys who can probably make any kind of music. Oh he yeah. Make yeah, he's a prodigy. Sick trap music if you <laughs> Exactly. Oh man. But that's rad. So damn, got Necrophagist cover coming out with you and Ben on vocals. That's I can't wait to fucking hear. You got to send me that when it's done, man. I got to hear that. I think I I have a uh, like a unfinished version of it. I can yeah, send you. Please, please. I will yeah. not show anyone. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Don't leak it. I can't. I can't leak. I can't leak it. But you heard it here. But you if you paint, on. yeah. The fonts you... talks back. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for doing this today with me. Um, it's been great to catch up. Uh, learn more about the band, you know, some stuff I had no idea of, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure everybody else as well. Um, I'm going to upload this to my YouTube in the next couple days. So anyone that missed it, you know, not everyone can tune in for a live stream. Everyone's schedules are different. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, this has been fucking awesome. I can't wait for the new archaic record because I love yeah, the man. last single you put out is so good. And I'm just like, and I feel like everyone just is like, fuck, that song's so good. More, need more. <laughs> and you put that out. And what? when did that single come out? 2019? 
No. I think it was 2018. The single? Yeah, I think. No. Maybe. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you get, you're like, wait, I don't know what year it is see. today. We're going to look. 2019. One year okay. ago. Yeah, it was literally a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Let's not, see it on, not well, too long ago. Yeah, more than a year ago. Well, what are, before we go, what about you? What do you what do you got planned? Like, what's uh, on the horizon? What's on the horizon? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, rebooking Devastation on the Nation tour. It's looking to be the same exact lineup with Ronnie Christ, Bork Nagar, um, um, Wolfheart. I'm waiting on Imperial Triumphant to reconfirm. I'm hoping they can still do it. Uh, Abigail Williams is still down to do it. You know, Ken is always just like, sure, yeah, if it'll happen, I'll be there. <laughs> That's the Ken Sorceron fucking mentality. Hey, Rosie. <laughs> um, so I'm about to start rebooking that soon. And then just doing the Twitch thing, which has been great. I got some ideas for newer streams to, you know, change it up and whatnot. Um, I want to start doing, like, these different streams where we kind of, like, uh, we I'll post a poll in my Discord and we'll pick a band. Like, you know, I'll put, like, a few different options up, like, you know, Metallica, Slayer, this band, that band. And whoever gets the most votes, I'll do a specific stream on that band and we'll go back in time and learn about them. You know, from the start, watch old interviews, old live videos. Uh, and whatnot, and just see how the band like grew and what they did, and how they, you know, maybe you know, exploded and took off. And that's so, cool. Yeah, I wanted to like do so. I guess it'll be like uh, metal. I don't know what to call it. Some kind of fucking. I have like different names for it. I'm probably gonna call it like something simple, like the heavy metal rewind, and we'll do like the death metal rewind, and have like these different logos for it, like a s similar setup to like what you see here. Um, yeah. But just different looking, you know, something else to make it look different than my podcast. So doing stuff like that. Twitch has been great, man. It's been uh, met a lot of cool people, built like a really cool community of uh, music lovers, you know, figured out that like my niche on here is music. I'll, I'll stream games once in a while like I did on Sunday. Um, and it was cool. Like I haven't done that in like two months and it was a fun time. But I definitely realized that, like, okay, music is my thing. <laughs> yeah. It will forever be my thing. It's really what I'm most interested in anyway. Like, I do play video games, but, like, a lot of the times I just don't I don't want to be on camera playing with my friends or whatever I'm playing, you know, Call of Duty or Apex or Rogue Company and shit. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but, yeah, just been focusing on that. You know, hopefully – some bands may smaller bands may do some shows later in the year i think we won't really know until like um march or april what like fall winter 2021 looks like mm. um i think next year will be fine but um i you know we'll see i don't know anything can change so you know, there's a yeah. day where, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, they ain't going to shit this year. But then, you know, I'm like, okay, now it's getting better, maybe, and maybe it will. We don't really know. And I just don't think we'll really, really know until, like, another, you know, month or so. Yeah. What the end of the year could really potentially look like. So, been trying to do that and then moving to Dallas next month. Moving back. <laughs> again. Not again. Just moving again. This will be my fourth time moving since I've moved to Texas. <laughs> Dang, the Texas, tired of it. The Fox, Texas, <laughs> it's horror. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> <laughs>
So, Thanks, dude. Well, yeah, I man. appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, dude. Um, well, I'll let you go. We're going to go bring, or you could stay in here if you want. Um, after, you can stay in here for a couple more minutes if you can. We're going to uh, raid somebody, which pretty much means we take everybody from this stream and bring them to another stream. Um, I do see that my, my friend Logan is on. He's the guitarist of Reflections. I don't oh, know if, sick. dude, he's great fucking guitarist. Reflections is a great fucking band. Yeah. Their new song, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, Jared. Mm-mm. Bro. <laughs> if you want a song to really blow your fucking mind, like, how did they do this? Go listen to it. The band is, oh, like, yeah. pushing it. Pushing the boundaries with that, like, style. Like, the uh, Valjarda, Humanity's Last Breath type of style. But let's go... Let's bring the bring bring everybody over to his stream. He's writing right now. Um, he just started streaming as well. So if you don't follow Logan, you should go follow him. He's a really nice dude, and he's a sick fucking guitarist. So anyway, Jared, thank you again. Um, stoked for the new record. Thanks, man. Can't fucking wait, man. Yeah, All right, good to good to connect, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, this Thursday, I have Chris, the guitarist from The Ghost Inside, Texas in July. So if you're around this Thursday, everybody, same time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, he will be here with me. So come stop by if you're around. All right. We're going to go raid Logan from Reflections right now. All right. See you later. Cool. <laughs> Take Peace. it easy. Peace. All right. Let's see. Did it work? Yeah. There we go. Okay.